Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty, everybody. Thanks for coming back and thanks for joining in. We're very pleased today to have a special guest, Mr. Adam Torres, CEO and founder of Mission Matters. He's one of the foremost experts in the world on our topic today. He's interviewed thousands of people on his podcast, helped uh, publish over 250 books for authors, and uh, is really one of the best at amplifying one's brand. So we're actually putting out a book together this fall that we'll be talking a little bit about, but Adam, thanks for being here, my friend. Hey, Patrick. Uh, highlight of my week. I'm excited to uh, to finally connect and come on your show. So thanks for having me. Well, I feel the same way. Exactly. Um, so I always start out the show talking a little bit about why I invited a guest on. And there are a couple of main reasons for that. I want to get into that. But, but first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school, et cetera? And I want to get into your career and how you became the man, the myth, the legend, the master of mission matters. So, yeah, Patrick. Uh, well, I I'm from the Midwest originally, so I'm a, I'm a Michigander from Detroit, born and raised. Uh, did um, went to Michigan State, so I was a uh, I've been I've been on the West Coast now, probably you know a little over ten years or so, but. Michigander at heart. Um, I started out my career in finance. So I'd say, you know, 12, 14 years in finance, really before transitioning into media, publishing, podcasting, all that good stuff. Right. So you're the co-founder and CEO of Mission Matters. But I know with your financial career and um, 14 years in the business there, you helped uh, a lot of customers. I mean, you had a large portfolio and you actually had a really great career. And it's an interesting story, understanding how you transitioned from there to here. Um, I know you refer to it in the podcast as the hero's journey. Mm. And I, I know it's not necessarily just referring to you as referring to every one of your guests, right? Because every entrepreneur who comes in and succeeds and, and makes a difference is a hero. Mm. But I'm really curious about how you turn from financial uh, advisor to media personality. Yeah. Um, do you mind getting into that a little bit? How, how you created the platform, how this whole thing came about. And uh, I think it's a really interesting story that many, many of our listeners will be interested in. Well, first thing, uh, I, I'm not going to claim it was some master plan. So the way you so you kindly tee that up, it sounds like I had it all planned out, right? Right. <laughs> not the case. Uh, so again, uh, total financial advisor. When you think about my life at that time, working for a large company, um, went to work, had a great book of clients, amazing clients, and and, did, and made made good money. So I was happy, and I was thinking to myself, you know, if I'm going to be a financial advisor for the rest of my life, I should probably own the business. So I decided to go independent. Uh, when I went independent. 
um, I did two things. Um, first thing was I, I obviously had to do all the regulatory things that go uh, into launching a firm. Uh, the second thing I did was my mentor at the time says, Adam, you got to write a book. And I'm like, I don't want to write a book. Why am I going to write a book? Like I'm running a firm. I got other things to do. And he says, well, you have to brand yourself. People have to know your story. You have something interesting to share. And that's what's going to differentiate yourself from maybe some of your competition. So begrudgingly, I wrote my first book and um, things changed like immediately. So maybe for me internally, like I hadn't changed as a person. I was still Adam, still the financial advisor. But what had changed is how people viewed me externally. So I found myself getting approached and getting like these cold calls about being a speaker or going to an event or doing all these things. I mean, I've been as far away um, as China on a speaking tour um, due to somebody reaching out to me cold on LinkedIn. So I was like, what's going on here? I didn't really quite understand it. Um, and at that same time, other people started asking me, you know, Adam, um, can you help me publish a book? Can you help me become an author? And I was like, no, I'm a financial <laughs> advisor. I can manage your money. It's great. Um, it's great, sir and ma'am, that you've been so successful and you want to write a book, but I can help you manage your money. <laughs> so I, um, again, begrudgingly, I said, you know, I, these are, um, you know, amazing people with amazing stories. I fell in love with their stories. Like these are people that I want to help if I can. And at some point, as that started to grow, it was kind of a decision like you couldn't, in my opinion, uh, maybe others can like uh, Elon Musk or who knows many other people that can launch and run big businesses, multiple of them. I can't like I got mission matters. That's all I could do. Right. Um, so I so I, I had to make that that uh, decision whether to, you know, go the media route, help people with books and podcasting and marketing um, and PR or stay the financial advisor route. And little by little that the media side just kind of pulled at my coattail and it just kind of one thing led to another. And I, I still remember when I when I gave up my licenses, my CFP, like my aims, like all those things, series 63, 66, you name it. I had it all, all entire career to give that up and my clients, like to miss the, my clients and the people that I talked to for a long time, um, wasn't an easy fit, but I just see this huge need in the marketplace for, for people to be able to tell their story much the way and, and, and to, to that need platforms just like yours. So your platform is just such a huge service to the business community without platforms like this, people don't get to tell their story. And then the leaders don't get to kind of cut through the noise of maybe how some other media is done where it's, let's just say going after some clicks, right? Like right. It's, it's just a different world. So right. that's really what led us to, to Mission Matters when I finally made that made that switch. Right. I want to get into that um, that part of the story, what it is you do, and, and more of that transition. But let's back up just a minute because you know you 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 allude to having to give up those licenses, and I mean you had them all. Like you had your series licenses. You you were you you did insurance. You did trading. You did CFP. I mean the list goes on, right? And you had launched your own RIA firm. I mean, this is this is big investment. This is years <laughs> invested, right? Don't remind me. <laughs> I mean, I've looked at those tests. I've taken some of those tests. I used to work in finance myself for several years, and that is no small undertaking, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's a really interesting uh, topic, if you will, really interesting discussion about how much work had gone into that. 
because many of our listeners are considering such a leap. They're considering such a transition. Yours came about kind of organically and naturally, but many of them are looking at it and, and planning for it, or at least considering it, right? And it's a daunting decision. I mean, I think for you, it was frightening even, right? It was overwhelming, perhaps, because you put a lot into your career and you actually, I know we've talked about this, you loved your career, right? It yeah. was like you hated your job and wanted to go find something new. Tell us more about why you enjoyed what you were doing so much, because I want to kind of juxtapose the difference between corporate America and having a, a salary and a, and benefits and everything to going into business for yourself. I think it's a really important topic. I think it's really interesting to a lot of people. So, so what was it that you enjoyed so much about your job, who you worked with, who you worked for? I think it's a, it's an important question. Well, I, well, I liked corporate America, as I mentioned before. So I, I mean, I was a fan. My, my, my managers were awesome. I don't, I don't remember ever having a bad manager at any of the investment firms that I worked with. So, and then, then the companies I worked with, you know, the vanguards, the Schwabs of the world, like Raymond James, like right. these were all like amazing companies with great leadership structures and great compensation. And so I was, I was okay. Like there was no, no issue there. Um, and if I really uh, would have to kind of track the decision, it was really thinking about just ownership. And if I, I'd already decided that that was going to be my career for the rest of my life of being a financial advisor. So right. if it wasn't for that decision of understanding that I was, you know, I love my job. I love what I did helping people to, um, to really, you know, plan out their futures, manage their money and really get security. Right. Um, if I didn't love that piece of it, I would have never made that decision that I was going to, you know, start my own firm because starting a firm or starting anything is hard. Like right. every, first thing everybody told me is, are you crazy? Are you going to, you're going to start a firm? Why? Like you're doing good. You're, you're happy. Like there's nothing wrong. Like why rock the boat? Um, but in my mind, the, the thought process behind, um, of does it make sense for somebody to be an entrepreneur, start a business or not? I don't really think that I was moving into entrepreneurship in my head. I was just going to be doing the same thing I was doing, but for myself. So it's a little bit different. I didn't have some new novel idea. I never wanted to invent something or create some new process or way of improving something. In my mind, I was just going to be going to do something else, you know, on my own that was going to be um, uh, doing the same thing I do, but for myself. Right. Or so that's what I thought, right? <laughs> Well, I think you were, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think yeah. you're probably just thinking maybe a little more money, maybe a little yeah. more control, a little more freedom, right? If I want, to I want a day off, I can do that. I don't have to really be responsible. No, no way. No way. <laughs> I knew I, all of my clients were entrepreneurs. I knew it would be the complete opposite. That's not how it works. I, my, my book of business was probably 80% business owners. So I, I knew what I was going into. It's the complete opposite. No days off. It all goes back to you. <laughs> and at a yeah. certain point when the business is big enough, maybe you can take your foot off the gas pedal and, and groom somebody younger to um, not have any days off. So I, I knew what I was signing up for, the complete opposite. And in terms of freedom, no way. Freedom is when you uh, <laughs> freedom, what's that? Big, <laughs> that's when you work for a big corporation and it's it's nine to five. And after five, you don't have to worry about the about uh, anything else except going back the next day, being on time and doing your job. That's right. freedom, like going out there and having to uh, eat what you kill on a weekly basis and bring in uh, and bring in payroll that's 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 heavy <laughs> yeah no i i completely agree that's actually a really good point 
I think that many people who either become an accidental entrepreneur like you or, and I know that's a phrase you've used, or oh, yeah. those who are actively planning it, pursuing it, something they've always wanted to, wanted to do, right? There's there's this saying, a J-O-B, you know, just over broke. And, they, and, and so many kind of label uh, a job as a negative thing. And yet we all know people who have had extraordinary careers. They've spent their entire life working in corporate America or working for a small business without having to wear all the hats and have all the stress and and all the demands that fall on an entrepreneur's shoulders. Mm-hmm. I guess my point is that many times I think entrepreneurs go into this not really understanding what they're getting into. They they don't have we have kind of this this uh, these uh rose-colored glasses, right? About entrepreneurship, you know, and <laughs> and so when I talk about freedom or I talk about income or I talk about, you know, control and I it's almost a it's a an ill-perceived notion, right? Yeah. Well, any any entrepreneur that's built a business to a certain level, um, over and above, and and maybe the outliers could be some individuals that have a you know hundred percent or ninety percent automated business, or they found a very specific niche and they make a good living. This there's some outliers to that, but anybody that's running a business that has to do with people, like managing people, like yeah, you know, there's. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's a dream right there. No, if you're managing people, it, it gets messy. Yeah, you know, and that's really the dream of all of us is to get the business to a point where we do have some autonomy. We we can leave and go to Europe for a month. We can we can have someone else dealing with the headaches. We can outsource and hire out many of those 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 uh, responsibilities and those headaches, right? I could, I tell my wife that all the time. I, time I tell my partners that I said, my goal is to be able to hire everything I do out. Right. I have a virtual assistant that helps. We talked about that on our show last week about virtual assistants and how they can take off some of those things off of our plates, free up some of our time. And it absolutely works. I mean, it is a true principle, but I think that's the goal of all of us to eventually get to that point where we have time freedom as much as anything. I mean, the income is great and that's uh, important, but time is even more important to most of us. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're jumping ahead here, but I wanted to, I, as I said, I like to introduce my guests and your story is so interesting. I think we're, we're um, I'm drawn into it. If I will, if mm-hmm. I may say so, but, you know, I, I like to explain why I bring a guest off. And you and if you're listening to this, everybody, you're starting to see a little bit about this this uh mentor and friend and just icon that is Adam Torres. I think the two main reasons that I wanted you all to hear from him is really twofold. Number one, he's a really interesting example of someone who became an accidental entrepreneur. He he didn't plan it. It's evolved. It's happened. And that's the case for many of us. We didn't set out to become an entrepreneur. You know, I enjoyed working for others for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so your story resonates with mine a little bit. I'm going to talk, we're going to talk a little bit about that later. But so I think many people are either listening and considering entrepreneurship or they're they're go through the in the process of starting their own business or trying to build their own business. And they need to hear your story because it it puts in in light, it shines a light on 
these really important questions. Secondly, Adam is and his company, Mission Matters, are one of the best content providers, content builders of, of anyone I've ever known in my career. And you are a just a fantastic example of a company and a CEO who is doing exactly what we said, the title of this show, right? You're amplifying people's brands. And that's something that most of us as entrepreneurs want to do, right? I don't I mean there's very few of us who want to fly under the radar. We may be you know, maybe some defense contractor or something like that. But in most cases, we want to get our brand out there, right? And so we're going to be talking on this show today about how you've done that, how others can do it, how we've done it maybe with our company as well a little bit. But it's a, it's a very interesting topic. And so really glad you're here. We're going to get into lots more, more detail. But um, the, uh, you know, as I look at your career and as you've uh, transitioned to where you are, um, you didn't have to be your own boss. You, you know, um, talk about how being an entrepreneur is hard. Everything's on you as a CEO. I mean, it's an <laughs> important insight, right? If you're considering starting your own business, anyone who's listening to this, you need to make sure you know what you're getting into. Don't just do it, you know, happenstance. Just don't, don't just try to wing it. Too many entrepreneurs do that. That's why so many businesses go out of business. They go into it kind of with their eyes half closed and this, this um, uh, unrealistic expectation of how easy it's going to be. And it's not, right? It is absolutely not. So anyway, it's, a, it's an interesting discussion. We're, we're up against our first break. And so um, if you're listening, guys, please come back. We've got lots more to break down here with Mr. Adam Torres. And I think you'll be very interested to hear what he's doing to amplify brands and how he can help you as well. So thanks again, Adam. We will be right back folks. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Certainty management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. 
Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Thanks for coming back, everybody. And uh, we're with my good friend, Adam Torres, CEO and founder of Mission Matters. They're a publishing company. They're a podcast phenom with over, I mean, you, you've done over 5,000 podcast interviews, Adam. You're in the top 5% of all podcasts. That's amazing. And you also do PR. You do marketing. You do a number of things for your clients, right? So I want to get into a little bit more about your story, what it is you guys do and how you do it, because it's really unique. Um, but if if I remember right, you and you, you you actually mentioned this earlier, but you had a mentor or someone who kind of encouraged you to publish your own book at first, right? And yeah, how long from when he first told you you should do this to when it actually happened? Is this something he had to kind of ride you about for a, a couple of years? Was it pretty quick? I mean, how did your first book come about, if if I may? Well, it took it took a solid year to write and to get my first book out, um, and it, and I really just started dictating it into a phone. So I had a had a I think Dragon like audio recorder or something like that, and I just started talking. Really, I could talk, and I I started doing that, and and a little bit over time, like that, like talking and talking out my chapters and thoughts and things like that. Then uh, organize them, put them together, and let's just say that that first book—that's um, my ugly duckling. So it's not—it's not the content's great. I mean, it's—it's it's me, it's my words, but um, the the let's just say the quality of the publishing, the cover, all the other things—like it was my first time. It's it definitely reeks of uh, being self-published. Let's say <laughs> so that that, but I got it out there, and for anybody listening, um, I'm not over here saying that you have to go through a publisher or that you have to do anything really. But I would, I'm, I'm of the camp of if you got a story inside of you and you want to get it out and you feel that it can do any value to anybody, I don't care. You don't have to go through a company like Mission Matters. Go self, um, go self-publish, do something, but get your book out. That's a great comment. Um, many of us, I think we feel like we have a story. We, yeah. we just don't know where to start or we we may even feel like we don't have a story. We don't have something that would be of interest to people, or we don't feel like uh, we could put it into a format that would be interesting or would be engaging or impressive maybe, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, uh, you know, referring to your career as a financial advisor, I mean, you had acquired over a decade of experience that had real value. I mean, you were licensed, you had I don't know how many thousands of conversations you'd had with customers and thousands of training less training uh, uh, workshops and courses. And I mean, you were working with some of the best of the best in the business, right? I and mean, we talk about names like Vanguard and Schwab and Raymond James. I mean, the, these guys wrote the book on the business, right? And so, um, so you're a great example of someone who had acquired real life skills and real uh, real value in your, in your field of, uh, or well, in your field. Right. And so, uh, so when you started your own firm, you, you, you are gained additional skills, additional insights. You had this mentor who I think was really smart in coaching you to get your brand out there. And you, again, you've said before, you didn't know how to do that. You, you'd never published a book. You, you were really just making it up as you went along. Right. And, 
And yet you took his advice and then you started getting traction from it that you didn't even expect to get. I mean, why is it that you think that a book did that for you? Because I've seen it before. I've seen it for ourselves. Why is a book such a phenomenal tool for any entrepreneur who's trying to get their message out, do you think? Well, the first thing I could tell you is I know why I gained traction. And this is where people that are um, professionals, especially, um, don't they don't get it. And this is one of the things. So as we work with our the individuals that we publish, um, a big part of that is teaching them how to get the most value out of their investment in publishing, right? Marketing costs money. So the reason is that 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 first year, I probably gave out a thousand books. So what happens is this, like I'm a financial advisor. I have a big ticket item, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I'm managing money. It, if I'm, why am I going to try to make a couple of dollars off of selling a book? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to use the book as my business card. I'm going to give it to everybody I meet with. I'm going to, I mean, even over and above the idea of giving them out to as many people as you can, that makes sense to give it to they talk. So when somebody hears about it, then another person hears about it, then another person hears about it. And then what happens over time is that somebody's actually read your book. (laughs) The problem with most people that publish books or or just in general is um, they go into it with the wrong expectation. They put it on Amazon, they're ready to sell it. and, And all of a sudden, okay, they sell a couple hundred books and great. And then it's done. It's right. like, wow, like what a waste. Like you, the, the idea is to understand that your story is your story. Like you, if you look at many books out there that have gone into bestsellers and now gone on to become franchises like, like Chicken Soup for the Soul or other things like that, um, which is part of how we built our model. So just to quickly explain, Chicken Soup right. for the Soul was a group of, of individuals that were, um, brought together each each person wrote a chapter so think about like the original book with um, jack canfield and deepak chopra we do the same thing on our end um, we just do it with entrepreneurs so entrepreneur we bring entrepreneurs together and business owners and executives and we and we come together for in a collaborative spirit to create a book on business lessons and leadership and topics that we believe that the overall um, community can uh, can benefit from but in, in part of our thing is that, you know, the more people that can get involved in, in this collaboration, the better. And on my end, like myself as a promoter, I'm giving out books constantly. I was handing out books yesterday. Why? Because I want people to know about your story that'll be coming up once you're once we have you published and, and everybody else that's that's um, come through these doors in terms of publishing and us getting their story out there. So the 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 misconception from people that aren't, let's just say in publishing or in media and other things. And this is also what I went, I, I actually was lucky to have had a great mentor that kind of taught me some of this in advance. So I didn't go out into this with the wrong expectation. It's not about, can I be bestseller? Can I sell millions of books? Can I do that? Okay. That's all great. And that can happen. And it does happen for many over the course of many years. But if you're a professional and you have a business that you can promote right now through your story as a founder, because you've done something that's interesting, or you have something of value, a message or a lesson that you learned on your journey and around the way, or on your journey um, 
into getting where you're at, then like, that's the reason to do it. And that's the reason behind getting out there and, and promoting your work and your message. It's not about self-promotion. Look at me. It's about how do you add value? Like your story is of value to somebody. You don't know if somebody who reads your story and how you're going to affect them. But I can tell you now, being on the other side of things, um, getting emails and all the like inbound things that, that come in my way and that come across my desk um, to see like how people's lives are changed from these stories. I mean, it's gratifying and it's something that just, it kind of lets us know that we're headed in the right direction as a company. Right. Well, you've published over 250 authors now, right? I can't even that, believe it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And you know, you hit on a really important point because I think if you go into writing a book, hoping to make millions of dollars from it, hoping to, you know, sell it and have a big bestseller and make the movie someday, yeah. you know, that's the the 1%, right? That's the exception to the rule. It's It does happen, but it's not and shouldn't be the purpose for for writing that book, especially as a small business or as a as this, an entrepreneur who's building his or her brand. Hmm. The key is, I think, twofold. One is to, to uh, get your message out there and have one more way of telling your story, as you said. Hmm. Secondly, it does establish credibility for you. Hmm. I mean, I've had, I've, I just was in a... Uh, a uh, training workshop, I guess, for a, a friend and mentor of mine, a guy named Bill Walsh, who's a billionaire. He owns a company called Power Team International Rainmaker. He said, you know, he said, literally, if you had a, if you had a top, a, a title selected and say, my book's coming out next year, yeah. that builds credibility for you, even yeah. if before the book has come out, I mean, let alone once it's been published. So whether it's self-published, whether it's published by a firm like yours that does such a great job. I mean, obviously quality does care does carry a lot of weight, but just getting it out there, you can now say, I'm a published author. You can now say, you can put it on your signature line, you can put it on your LinkedIn, and that is instant credibility, at least until they read it. And, uh, you know, if it's not very well written, it's not published, has an ugly, you know, title page. An, an ugly cover, you know, that might not help you. So <laughs> I, I'm on the other side. I, I'll right. tell you all that initial success that that tour, everything else came from the ugly cover and the ugly book. So it, it's it, the point is, is that with all of this, it's the it's the price of admission. It's the ticket. You don't even like to get booked as a paid speaker, period. You have to have something other than than right. what the individuals around you have. It's just like it's the ticket. You can't, it's the price of admission. Right, right. At the, at the, at the very basic level, because um, many people may, that's just, and I don't, I don't know how or why I didn't create that system, but I can tell you being on the other side of it, that everything that I was told leading up um, was all accurate. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely right. You know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about our book that's coming out this fall. Um, but to that point, it's not just publishing either. It can be a podcast, a radio show like ours. It can be a blog. It can be public speaking events. You know, the more of these things you're doing as an entrepreneur, they're all just building your brand. They're building your credibility. I was almost floored, to be perfectly honest, by the response I've gotten just by launching a Voice America 
radio show, right? This, I mean, I've done like, you know, I've been here like two minutes, right? We've done five <laughs> episodes, right? And I'm already getting invited to come speak at mm-hmm. events and, and I'm meeting just different, different influencers who want to be on the show, who want me to be on their show. All of that has come about almost surprisingly quickly mm-hmm. just since we began this, right? I mean, you are, uh, you are the, the, by far the biggest influencer in this, I say, media present, uh, media personality that we've had on our show. So we're very honored to have you here. I mean, you've done 5,000 shows. I've done five, right? <laughs> but um, I'm already seeing the, the value that's come out of that. And I think it applies in a lot of areas. You get yourself out there. Does not have to be perfect. You said it right. I mean, my shows are not perfect. I stumbled over things. I once I forgot to start the recording. I mean, you know, the, there are multiple examples of how we learn while we're doing, right? And it's the best way to learn. We can talk about it forever. We can we can fall into the rut of analysis paralysis. Whether it's starting a business, promoting our brands, the best way to to do it is just to do it, to just start, right? W- would you agree? Yeah, for sure. I mean, our first podcast, um, I didn't want to do that. Just like I didn't want to do the first book. <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to do the podcast. Uh, the only reason we even started a podcast was because uh, uh, the other co-founders like, ah, you know what, Adam, you should do this. Like, I think we can sell some more books. And I'm like, I don't want to do a podcast. I never heard a podcast before. What is it? <laughs> so I didn't even know. Uh, and I started the first podcast with a um, with a set of headphones. I mean, iPhone headphones, um, my cell phone. So like an iPhone six at the time, I feel like. Uh, and I recorded almost 300 episodes on that thing before I even decided to uh, to invest in a mic or anything else or before I even thought about it. And I used an on phone recording app. I didn't even use anything as professional as Zoom or anything else. And the interesting thing was we built an audience, <laughs> just like the ugly book. That was the ugly duckling podcast. And I didn't, I did zero prep. I didn't. And I just started, I would, you know, bring guests on there. And um, it was interesting to see the response. And it was interesting to see that um, people were still in. These were I, the very early episodes weren't even edited. We just, I would record them, put them right up. And the thing is, the the audience grew, the um, the following grew, and it was like, okay, I guess I'm stuck doing a podcast now <laughs> um, because that wasn't going to change at that point. And then uh, the demand grew as well to be on the show. And then um, at a certain point, we we kind of internally as an organization. Um, created the structure, even though I'm CEO and I run the company to where, you know, we bring on directors and other individuals that, that do, you know, they, they're, they're amazing. And we can't do that, could not do this without our directors um, within the company, but uh, to where, you know, a good portion of my time is um, in front of the media and, and doing interviews um, because that's, it's now built into mission matters. We didn't plan that though. We were just, uh, we thought we were doing publishing and marketing and PR and getting other people's words out. Um, out there and amplifying their stories, which is still our mission on our show. Um, but if when you say do it, I mean, come on, iPhone headphones over 300 shows, and we did that quick. <laughs> Fantastic, man! I, you know, I and now you're teaching others how to create their own podcasts, right? You're 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 multiplying your own mission and seeing it amplified in other people's lives, which I absolutely love. 
you know, I, I talk a lot about the ripple effect of when you start something and these ripples start coming out of, of uh, and, and influencing and affecting and impacting others. Mm-hmm. Um, your book, uh, Mission Matters, um, the business series is a great example of that. We've got about two more minutes before our next break, but uh, talk a little bit about the book that's coming up. It's volume eight. Okay. And uh, it, essentially, anyone who's listening, it's a compilation of lessons from CEOs who were invited to be in the book who teach a lesson uh, from their careers. That, yeah. um, but it's CEOs whose companies are making a difference for the most part, right? Is, is that a fair summation? It is. And when you talk about uh, making a difference, there's a lot of different ways to to evaluate that. The main thing is, and I I like to always get across, is that we're not an elitist organization. So this isn't, we're not the type of organization that says, you know, you have to 10, 20, 30 million in revenue. You have to do this and that. What we're looking for is we're looking for the story. Like some of my favorite people that I've published and that I've actually interviewed were actually, you know, small businesses, a couple person shop, and they were doing amazing work and they had just this heart of gold in what they were trying to accomplish. And what I find is, and and we've also published, I mean, um, we have um, number two in line at a, at a, you know, 40,000 person organization, um, EXP Realty. So like we've published every, so and everything in between. So what we really do is we scour the, the business community for great stories. So we're all about the story. So when I, I, I kind of always like to lead with that. So people understand that we're trying to get the best story out of it because it's not just about, Okay, what have you what have you done and how much money have you made and this and that? No, it's like how how are you innovating? Like how are you approaching your business? What can I learn from your story? And myself having, you know, interviewed all those individuals, published all those individuals, I learn from every single book. Like that's the, what books do I read? Anybody ask? I say, oh, I read our books. Why? Because they're good. <laughs> like, like every, they're page turners. They're made to be, think of it like, um, like, uh, you know, a good Netflix series. You get done with one, if a really good, a really good episode, and then you can't help but to watch the next one. So that's, so it's, they, they, Netflix and created bingeable content. We'll say that model. On the book side of things, that's how Mission Matters books are designed. They're designed to be bingeable content. I want you to read one chapter and say, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. And then you see the next one and you're like, before you know it, you're like, okay, I didn't plan on spending that extra hour or two reading, but you're still doing it. Right. And in my mind, I mean, I might be self-interested as a publisher, but I want I want people doing more reading than watching Netflix nowadays, especially if you're on the entrepreneur track, because watching Netflix isn't going to get you there. Right. Right. That's a really good point. We've got to go to break, but um, that bingeable content becomes bingeable amplification, right? This ripple effect of that person's story translating to their brand and who they are some extraordinary things happen from that. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of Adam Torres. I want to get into the podcast side of this because I think there's more to talk about there, how it's come about, what you've learned from this process that can benefit our listeners. So we'll be right back, folks. Hang in there. Thanks, Adam.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. We're back with Finding Certainty and our special guest, Mr. Adam Torres, good friend of mine and CEO of Mission Matters. We were talking, Adam, prior to the break about uh, this book series that's coming out. It's your eighth volume, over 250 authors published. Um, talk a little bit of, uh, more, if you will, about this upcoming, um, up, upcoming what, what, what do we want to call it, version or, or um, it, what's, what, what, how do you refer to it? It's, I say it's a book launch. <laughs> The volume, <laughs> We're right? launching a book, Patrick, and I'm excited. I'm excited to have you be a part of it and all of the the press and the promo and everything that goes into uh, into a book launch. It's interesting to see these things um, build over time. Uh, so we'll, we'll be doing a full interview series of the book launch itself with all of the authors. So on our podcast, Mission Matters Business, um, so people can check that out, but it'll, it will be, we'll be bringing on each one of the authors and doing a full depth, um, you know, 30 minute to 45 minute interview on what they wrote, what they brought to the table, and also get a little bit further into the author's um, background and just what makes them tick. Like at Mission Matters, that's what we're all about is trying to explore the mission that an author brings, but also the reasoning behind it. Like what being an entrepreneur, getting out there, doing it, it's not easy. Like what gets them out of bed um, in the morning and fired up to go out there and really make a difference. Right. You know, as we were talking about your story, how you really became this accidental entrepreneur, you were, it came about without your planning for it. Many others make the plan. They've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and they tackle it. We all learn from our mistakes. We all learn from the growing, you know, the growing periods and the the stretching and so forth. But um, talking about the book series, I, I love the fact, and we were talking about earlier about how 
um, you can self-publish, right? Your first book was, you call it, you refer to the ugly cover and, you know, it wasn't, you could tell it was self-published. It wasn't the best quality. They've gotten better and better since then, obviously. But there are advantages to partnering with someone like you who, who understands the industry, who's going to promote the book, who puts out really extraordinary content. I was honored to have been asked. I know we're going to be on the cover together. You even asked me to write the introduction, which was amazing. Um, I talked about how, as you'll see in the book coming out, I, I, refer, I compared leadership and business to fishing because I'm a fly fisherman. And uh, there's some interesting parallels there. I talked about a uh, really a challenging experience I went through with an employer that really burned me and, and, and several employees. But, um, but I, I think it's really important that anyone who's listening understand that you can do it on your own. But if you partner with someone like Mission Matters, like your team, it's going to be a far better process. It's going to be faster. The end result, the end product is going to be significantly better. I think uh, it goes without saying, I guess, do it by yourself. You're never going to do it as, as well as if you hired some professionals to help. So any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, there's always a cost, right? Like there's a cost for everything. So I, I would say what what really killed me on that first book was opportunity cost. So doing it myself before I had a publishing company and editors and all the things that go into publishing and marketing arm um, is it, it took me away from my business, period. Like it was a solid, it was, a, it was a big distraction. Like I knew I needed to do it. I knew it had to get done. It wasn't like front of mind. Obviously when you're starting a new business, the main thing is getting clients, but you have to kind of juggle that with other large priorities. So the opportunity cost of me doing it, my, I wish I had a mission matters or a company like that, like when right. I was doing it, because if you think that I would have, you know, went, spent all those hours over the course of a year, um, I just didn't even know. And I still don't know if another company quite exists like ours, but I didn't know if uh, I just didn't know any that existed. So I had to do it. I thought that was the only way to do it. Right. Um, so the opportunity cost was big. It was big. And I thought, no, you know, the, and that's why after I was done with that book, when others were asking me to help them publish books, that's why I said pretty, um, pretty boldly, no, no way. I'm never publishing another book again. I hate books. I'm not doing it. It's because it was such a process. Like, and for anybody that's done it on their own and not worked with any publisher, or any company, um, maybe you had the time or the inclination or the um, you just fell in love with it. And for some people, they will do that. Like if that was their experience, like speaking of the one percenters, if some people, you know, they decide they want to go full time into being an author and into speaking and all those things. I mean, that's a grind in itself. You're an entrepreneur just of, as a, of another type. Um, right. I, I like to say, well, get, get on the, get, get ready to be on the road for, you know, couple hundred days a year and get ready uh, and get ready for if you uh, if you're not already a name or a celebrity, get ready to do a lot of free speaking as you start building up your name and get right. ready to do a lot of driving and investing in other things, which, by the way, for some people, they love it. That's what that's what they like to do. I'm OK with that. Um, I'm not judging them, but for me, that sounded like misery. The last thing I wanted to be was on a road for 200, uh, you know, days a year and, and to be speaking for free and to be staying right. in hotels and all these other things. No, thank you. Like uh, a speaker's life was not really my thought process. So I was, I was just a professional that knew I need to get a book out. <laughs> I was like, I need to get a book. out. I need to tell a story. I want to help. 
Um, so I want to brand myself, but I also want to help people because that first book was all about finance and my experience as a financial advisor. And I knew that I could help anybody that read that book. I knew I was going to help them through my experience as an advisor because I know I had unique insight because my my views and what I'd done. Um, it's not saying that it like had some groundbreaking idea, but I do know that when you hear something from one person versus another, you don't know which voice or which words are going to resonate. So you, everybody has a different opportunity to connect with individuals. So I knew that some people I'd connect with and I'd have the ability or the potential to really change their lives. Right. Well, it doesn't surprise me that you had so many people coming to you saying, can you help me? You know, I'm, I'm interested in writing a book. I need your mentorship because it's, you know, it's all about learning curve. And especially because your, your um, focus is really on business, right? On small business and on business and business leadership and entrepreneurs. Most of us out there who have anything to share and we have the experience we've been in the trenches we've gone through those ropes right yeah we don't have time right i talked about virtual assistant and trying to give away some and hiring it out and and so forth but most of us are wearing multiple hats we we're, we're, we're spread thin we're working 80 hour weeks etc and so who has the time to sit down and write a book i mean one of the things you guys do is you'll even have a ghostwriter help them write their chapter i wrote my own many of them do but sometimes they get that help, you know, and just having the guidance and the direction from your team. Uh, I, I've experienced it, having a deadline, having the coaching, having an editor. There's so much value to that. Really accelerated that learning curve and accelerated the process. I've been talking about writing a book or publishing something for years yeah. until I met you. It had never happened, right? Mostly because of time. And so, anyway, we can keep going about that, but let's let's jump into how you attack amplifying a brand in more than just the publishing way. I mean, you do it through PR, through marketing, you do it through your social media. I mean, you put out more content than most organizations could even imagine doing. You do it through your podcast. So um, let's talk about that, about attacking it from multiple angles, because I think it's something the listeners, any entrepreneur out there needs to remember. It's not a one-trick pony. You can't just do it in one way, right? You have to be multidimensional, if you will. So what I tell people is start with one thing, but like build layers on it. So if you only have time to do, to write one article, one newsletter, one anything, start with one thing. But after you kind of just think about it, like you're, you're in the gym working out, right? You're, you're, you're start with, let's just say one small five pound plate on a, on a bar, right? Um, let's say that that's you doing your first piece of content, whatever that's going to be, whatever platform doesn't matter. Like start with that one thing and then start adding more plates to the bar when you're ready and capable. Like you don't have to do everything at one time. A big mistake that a lot of people like in our community and circle make is that they look at what I'm doing and it's like, no, but this is my full-time job. There isn't another thing I do. So you don't, when I create all this content or blogs or all these other things that I'm doing, that's because that's actually my job, right? And I, and I, and I created my business um, to have the, the infrastructure and support to allow me that time to do that. Right. So. That's the first thing I'd say. Um, the second thing is 
when you're once you mastered one piece of content so for us it was books we we had we are 2 years in business and and figuring out publishing before we started the podcast like i wasn't out here trying to jump from one thing to the next so for some people they're like 2 years <clears throat> yes 2 years before we even did that um and then when we started the after we started doing the podcast even that part of it we took our time so i probably did 3000 episodes maybe 3,500 episodes, only audio before we decided to add a video component. So most people, they go in there, they try to do everything else. And so think about that. I, I podcast, I was a podcaster for years before I even thought about bringing on video. And then when I brought on video that added another layer of complexity, but with that layer of complexity, um, brought more reach, right? But if you try to do everything at one time, then what typically happens is you get nothing done or you have a lot of false starts and you never really build a solid foundation or brand. And you never really, as a creator, not just a business owner, but as a creator, you never get to figure out what you actually like. Like you might not, you might love writing. You might want to do a lot of books. You might love podcasting and decide you don't like to do books. You might love social media and decide, you know what? I just want to be on social media. That's what I want to create. But all of those things have the ability to um, play together and work together. And if you combine all of those things out there, all of those tools over time with a good strategy and plan, then some really interesting things can happen when you go to build your brand. And then when people Google you, um, they're not looking at like, should I do business with this person or who is this person? They're then kind of, it kind of changes. It kind of becomes, whoa, okay. Yeah, we were thinking about this company or that company. I can't find them anywhere. This is this is what you do. Right. Um, and so even doing interviews like this and being interviewed. So I can't tell you how much business we've gotten because somebody sees an interview like this and they're like, oh, and, and then what and how you know this happens, by the way, is because they volunteer information about you that you never talked to them about. You're like, how did they know that? And you're like, oh, I said that on Patrick's show, or oh, I said that over here. Oh, I said that over there. So you understand that people are digesting your content. Right. We're experiencing that. You know, I mean, you're even doing uh, TikTok now and other things. I know a lot of people don't realize TikTok is for business. We don't have time to go into it now, but we could do a whole nother episode, Adam, which we should do in the future and break down marketing in general, TikTok, YouTube, all these other aspects. Uh, we are coming up on the end of our show. How do people get a hold of you if they want to learn more, want to reach out about the book, the marketing you do? how to start their own podcast. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Real simple, missionmatters.com. Easy to remember, um, missionmatters.com. And then uh, ask Adam Torres on Twitter or anywhere, TikTok, wherever you want to go, ask Adam Torres if you ever want to connect with me personally. Well, I highly endorse you, my friend. I've I've experienced it myself. I'm experiencing it with the uh, with the publishing of the book. With the marketing you're doing and the and the promotion, I mean, you are a man of your word. You do what you say you will. You are not just amplifying your brand; you're amplifying others' brands. It's an absolute privilege, absolute pleasure being a part of it all with you. So, thanks for oh, being. Thank here. you, Patrick. Too kind. My pleasure, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. We will uh, be back again next Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to learn more, as Adam said, reach out to him at missionmatters.com. You can also text the word certainty at C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y 
to 26786. We'll have someone from our team reach out to you by the next business day and either put you in touch with Adam or answer any questions you have about what we do. Thanks so much. Thanks for being here on Finding Certainty. Always a pleasure, Adam. We'll talk lots more. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.